Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. It's 5 p.m. 5 p.m. You're stuck working and disconnected from the sports world. What the hell is going on? Don't sweat it. The OG will catch you up on the biggest stories, the latest developments, and let you know who said something dumb on social media today. I just tweeted it. What's trending is now on the OG. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Obias. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. Before we log on to the internet, I want to tell you that a new OG mixtape is in the wild. We said we were going to do it. We were going to we were going to bring you Thanksgiving music. Thanksgiving is next week. Cuz people want to fast forward to Christmas music. What about Thanksgiving? Well, is there such thing as Thanksgiving music? Well, we tried. We we tried our best. And we put it on an actual cassette tape and it's currently at the Publix on Kildare Farms Road. So I titled the mixtape, Take This Bird and Stuff It. So you might want to look in the stuffing section. And when you claim the cassette tape, make sure you look inside because there is a, there's an Amazon gift card inside. Get you a little something something for the holidays after Thanksgiving. Utilize it on Black Friday for all I care. Do what you want. And then if you got a cassette player, enjoy the tape. Uh, side one's for the dinner party. Side two is for the after party. It'll make sense when you hear it. Let's log on to the internet, shall we? It's brought to you by Geico. You got a choice of ways that you can save on car insurance. Give them a call at 1-800-947-AUTO. Go online at geico.com or stop by the Geico office nearest you. Let's get it. Virginia has canceled its home game with Coastal Carolina on Saturday after the death of three players. School made that decision on Wednesday. There has been no decision made yet on their season finale against Virginia Tech, which is scheduled for Saturday, November 26th in Blacksburg. Unfortunate, but obviously the school making the best decision for them. And if they want to play the game against Virginia Tech, Joe, I say they should. If they don't, then they shouldn't. Yeah, and basically... It's not like it's going to affect anything that has to do with the division race no. or anything like that. So No, the division the division race is, is wrapped up. Uh, what Neither team is bowling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're essentially playing that game just to play it. There's TV obligations, which gets us to the other part of this. There's the thing that was the right thing to do. If the players were... Didn't, if they could not play, then yeah. If they need to <laughs> grieve, grieve. Okay, like everybody process this pro- will process this differently. But on the TV side, there are you know contracts and obligations, which means that the the game against Coastal Carolina was supposed to be a Bally Sports game. That was all part of a doubleheader. That has now caused a situation where the NC State Louisville game is going to be moved to Bally. So that's a programming note. It, this Saturday, you're expecting to watch NC State in Louisville. I think that was supposed to originally be on the ACC network. It's now on Bally because of contract obligations trying to be met of, you know, who's supposed to get what. And everything just got bumped in that situation. Next up, 
One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. It's time to play my favorite game in the sports media. Analyst says something about a team or front office. Front office or team decides to respond, to which gives that person who said it originally more content. This is why Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith is paid what he is paid. He creates conversation. So yesterday... He brought up what I thought was a valid point about the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. They gave him a whole bunch of money. Is he actually fulfilling that contract? Based on how he's played and based on success, that's open to interpretation. Here's what Stephen A. Smith said. That money comes expectations. And I'm going to say this and I'll give it to you. Jerry Jones has not gotten his money's worth out of Mm. Dak Prescott. Wow. I'm going to say that. And it ain't just because he's my Libra buddy. The fact of the matter is, he's right. You understand? If he feels that way. He has not gotten his money's worth from Dak Prescott. Because the Dallas Cowboys go where Dak Prescott takes them. So that's Stephen A. Smith. I don't think he said anything that was out of turn. Yeah, he's got this big fat contract. Expectations come with it. You play for the Dallas Cowboys. There's expectations there, too. They are America's team. Haven't really seen it. And there was, you remember, Jillio, a conversation about Cooper Rush filling in for Dak Prescott while he was coming back from an injury. And they won games. They went, what, 5-1 and one with Cooper Rush. And it's the hot hand theory. Like, do you just keep playing Cooper Rush because you're winning because of him? That's a too simplistic way of putting it. But here's the thing we did talk about. The Dallas Cowboys played a winning style of football with Cooper Rush. They didn't overthink it. Is Dak Prescott causing them to overthink? Is that entirely possible? I mean, it does feel like we're overreacting some because they're, you know, the Cowboys go 4-1 and one without Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. All right? And there were some good wins in there. Let's let's not get crazy. Yeah. Then they beat Prescott comes. They lose to Philly at Philly, which was the game. Was like, see, yeah, Cooper Rush is a little bit over his head. But Philly's also on another level. Well, Philly's pretty good. So then they beat Detroit and Chicago, who aren't good mm-hmm. with Dak. And then they, you know, they they blew it against Green Bay. They sh- they should have won that game. They didn't. W- was Dak Prescott the reason that they lost the game? No, no. Um, their defense is outstanding. Micah Parsons, in my opinion, is the best defensive player in the NFL. When you look at what they were doing with Cooper Rush, you could draw a straight line to the way that Micah Parsons was playing. Sure. Can you adjust some of your mentality to say, we don't have to like throw the ball for 500 yards with Dak Prescott just because Dak's in there? Mm-hmm. Of course you can. You know, Tony Pollard's another one of these. When he's healthy, they need to play him more. And when he when he's out there and they need to understand, like just because you're paying Zeke more, you got to put the best players out there and let them play and do their thing. So Jerry Jones responded what Stephen A. Smith had to say. I didn't find it all that convincing from Jerry. <laughs> Jerry Jones. Uh, I can say that's uh, uh, not correct. Uh, the uh, uh, the reason that, uh, not the reason, that's unfair to Dak and fair to all the other players on the team, but the strength that I look at of our chance to win a championship is Dak and his leadership at that position. Uh, but his leadership, but because he plays that position. Let me say it that way. And so uh, I would not, uh, and he didn't expect me to, I'm sure, but I, I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's accurate. Also, he's in leadership but because of the position, not because he's a leader. I, what, what is Jerry saying, man? 
He's like fumbling over himself trying to justify Jack Dak Prescott. It's not working. So, of course, first take today, Stephen A. responds to Jerry Jones. With that money comes... Jerry Jones, the star, the popularity, America's team. Mortality, he believes, is knocking on his door. Time's running out. He said this stuff. It's on the record now, right? We got that to point to. We got a backup quarterback that some say has looked better than Dak Prescott has looked. Do I believe that? No. I don't believe that. Cooper Rush is not better than Dak Prescott. I would never disrespect or insult Dak Prescott like that. And then last but not least, to the Dallas radio station out there, you know my number. What you call Jerry Jones for? You know my number. I'm right here. You want, you want me to reiterate what the hell I said? You know what, Jerry, what Stephen A said about you? Did you hear the latest that Stephen A said? I said it, and I meant it. <laughs> uh, that's why Stephen A is the best. Although, just because you have Stephen A's number doesn't mean he'll actually return the call. It's fair. I may We're or We're still may- looking for a, a Raleigh-Durham clarification. I, I ran that up the chain, man. I ran it up to see if we get that. We, wait, I, we asked, is, is Stephen A come on? No. He hasn't. So that's not necessarily true. Next up. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. You know what the Buffalo Bills need to get out of their funk, Joe? It's not me to get off the bandwagon. (laughs) It's some good old-fashioned snow because of the lake effect, Joe. They're expecting perhaps up to six... Six feet. Yes. Not inches. Feet. Wait, for what? S- feet. Feet of snow. That's Buff- the that pr- the AccuWeather projection. Hell yes. For Sunday and in Buffalo is six feet for the game, the 1 p.m. game between the Browns and the Bills. I can see you playing in a foot. I cannot see you playing football in six feet of snow. Uh, Technology is there that they can... Get that off. What the field. build a dome in forty-eight hours? Well, why not? Why not make a snow dome to play under? Yes, you just build, you just build your snow fort, and then you just play in that, right? Hey, look, I saw Mr. Beast build an entire house out of ice. So why can't you do that? Why can't you play a football game in a stadium of snow? I don't know. I'm just saying. But maybe this is me coming through in that I have an obsession that one day I will fulfill, and that is to go to a football game like this. Okay, not six feet. Oh, I'll. I don't care. Yes. Give you've me never, 10 feet. You've give never been feet. in six feet of snow in your life. The, mm, no. Well, I mean, I guess ski resorts don't count. So the most snow that I've ever encountered, like, as it's falling was, what was that? Was that the was that the one in 2000? where Mid 21 inches, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. So that's so like almost the, three. Yeah. That's the most I've ever experienced. And I basically was stuck on State's campus. Um, I actually basically lived out of the, I lived at KNC there for a few days. Could be worse We've places, right? Yeah. <laughs> Could be worse places. Witherspoon, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, so anyway, um, that's the most I've experienced coming down in real time. But um, no, like I want to go to a football game in the snow. There's a reason why as a Florida kid playing Madden 92 on the Sega Genesis, Madden 93 on the Sega Genesis, I would always play snow games with the weather settings because I find it fascinating. If there's a snow game, it's, it's majestic television, man. Like people, people... I get that the outdoor games for the NHL are cool. All right. I've been to an outdoor game at Yankee Stadium. Obviously, we got the one coming up at Carter Finley Stadium. The Tahoe one was gorgeous television. However, 
there is something magical about watching football being played with driving snow coming down. It's like you hear the NFL music in your head. What was it? Uh, was it, what's the the an autumn wind comes through like it's that a pirate? Of, yeah. It's a pirate. You know all um, that stuff. You like to say that birds and the salary cap are not real. Not real. There are some people who like to think that weather pr- forecasts are not real. Excuse me? There are some people who believe that, right? I know they're just making it up. Okay. You know who believes in weather forecasts? Las Vegas. Mm. The total for this game opened at 46.5. It's down to 41.5. Makes sense. Because Tommy Brady's not playing it. When Tommy Brady plays in snow, you always take the over. I mean, my dad's still upset about the time that the Patriots actually brought out a snowblower to clear out a patch to kick a field goal. I mean, go YouTube that one, kids. That was a thing that happened. Dolphins lost a game because the Patriots cheated. Next up. Number two. Would be the first time the Patriots cheated and won. College football playoff rankings came out yesterday. Nothing really surprising with the top four. Nothing was unchanged. Why would it? A couple teams moved up. Most curious one would be LSU to sixth. They've got two losses. They've basically put them. They, the, the football committee put LSU in a position where they could be the first two-loss college football playoff participant. But that's only going to happen if they beat Georgia. And the chances of that happening, I find to be slim. But hey, stranger things have happened. Meanwhile, you got North Carolina coming in at thirteen. And really, the, the the path for North Carolina to make the college football playoff is very, very difficult. There's really two layers to it. Julio, you need TCU and Southern Cal to lose for starters just to get the conversation to truly get going. And then you have to count on beating an argument over Tennessee, which has better wins than you, coming out of the SEC. The ACC is not doing North Carolina any favors. And then you got Michigan, Ohio State, and how that game plays out. I know you like to point this out. Clemson and North Carolina really are in the same boat, so it doesn't yeah. really matter how the ACC championship I was goes. surprised where they had Clemson at number nine, at nine and one. They're, they're obviously prioritizing the unbeaten teams over the one-loss teams. Okay. Well, then let's see some consistency with those one-loss teams and the two-loss teams. They have Tennessee in front of LSU. That's it. USC's got one loss. All right. Well, then there's Alabama. Two losses. Then there's Clemp. One loss. The teams in front of Carolina. Carolina's 9-1. and one. Utah, Penn State, and Oregon do not belong in front of Carolina. Do you know who I would put in front of Carolina? Who's got more losses, actually? Notre Dame. They've got Notre Dame way down at, at 18, given what Notre Dame's done this year. But this is where we get into what matters more, your wins, your good wins, or your losses. Here's Boo Corrigan, NC State's athletics director, who is the committee chair this year on North Carolina and why their path to the college football playoff is going to be a little daunting. you got a team like North Carolina with one loss, you know, dynamic offense, uh, Drake May is having a heck of a year, it, but there were questions on their defense and, and where they are defensively. Um, you know, four and one against teams above 500 have played one one ranked team to date, uh, and that was their game against Notre Dame, um, where they lost at home. So again, you're trying to make sure that we're evaluating everything as we're looking at it, both sides of the ball and making sure we're making the right decisions. But that that was one of the more interesting conversations. So that's Boo Corgan, NC State's AD, who is the college football playoff committee chair on North Carolina, where they stand. And he mentioned the top 25 matchups. And they lost to Notre Dame. However, they do have opportunities to beat top 25 teams. 
NC State could be one of them because that to me was the biggest surprise if you're looking on the back end of the top 25, Joe. I was legit surprised that NC State was still ranked, but the one thing I have to consider is that you got to rank somebody and some things broke NC State's way. Yeah, you got to remember that NC State was 16 last week. That's number one. And number two, they had three teams behind them. Texas, Illinois, Kentucky lose. Yeah. Now, I did not keep NC State in my top 25. I actually moved Duke into the top 25 Duke. this week. I have Coastal Carolina in the top 25, too. Yeah. You know, I can understand that some of their thought process because they, they value Florida State. Florida State's number 19 in these rankings. So, again, what do you want to look at? Your wins, your strength schedule, strength of record. And that's the thing we never you know, really know. We don't. That's the, we, that, don't. we never really know. And the one thing that I always get stuck on is when do losses start to matter for teams? I I understand one loss arguments. The two loss arguments, that's when it really starts to stretch your brain for justifications to have teams where you have them, like LSU included. They got some great wins, but buddy, they, they didn't lose twice. Okay? So just some of well, including to, to Florida State. To Florida. And, and Florida, that's where I get confused with where, where Clemson gets devalued. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get it. LSU's playing better than they did at the start of the year, and that we can certainly enter that into a yeah. into a formula. But you know, I, I, the consistency there, like just because you beat bad teams in Michigan's case, doesn't mean you should be ahead of other teams with a loss, in, uh, specifically Tennessee. Next up. <coughs> Next up. The number one story of the day. We're number one. We're number one. What was amusing last night, as everybody was waiting for the college football playoff rankings, there was college basketball being played. Double overtime delayed that thing. Uh, We saw Duke lose to Kansas. But what's interesting is a conversation around North Carolina basketball, despite the fact that they're 3-0 and and number one in the AP Top 25. We'll discuss next. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group so the college football playoff rankings came out yesterday but that was sandwiched between the champions classic you had kentucky and michigan state entertaining end to the regular to to the regulation Uh, that set off double overtime and college football fans getting annoyed and then you had duke and kansas to wrap things up the duke kansas game wasn't particularly it wasn't a pretty game Uh, a lot of missed threes uh, a lot of offense coming off of, I guess, poor offense. The other team's poor offense are just good defense, however you want to see it. And, you know, look, understanding that Duke's not complete yet, missing a key guy, Whitehead, uh, John Shire still working these things out, kind of finding out, oh, you, can, you can't work the officials like K because you're not K. There was a flop call last night. I was shocked by that. So the, the kind of... The kind of conversation you have around Duke or really any college basketball team right now in November is to not really spend a lot of mental bandwidth worrying about things as things will work themselves out. The good teams will eventually separate and these games will be looked at a little bit differently in just a few months. However, I do think it's okay to notice things and wonder if they might come back to bite you in the ass later. 
And the thing that I look at, Julio, is that the ACC's already starting off like last year, where, and Coach K was adamant about this when talking about how many teams the ACC deserved to get in the NCAA tournament. They did not have a good start to the regular season, therefore nuking your typical baseline for metrics so that when you get into conference play, good, good theoretically good teams with good numbers are playing other teams with good numbers and everything elevates from there. Instead, what happened last year were bad early numbers feeding bad numbers for the NCAA tournament. And when you see Florida State start the year off 0-3, when you see it was uh, Louisville lose to App State last night. You see, Louisville's 0-3. Boston College has a loss to Maine. You got Colgate beating Syracuse, mm-hmm. right? These, it's a, They're already kind of setting a bad baseline metric with these losses. If you buy into Ken Palm, right now the ACC in the early returns is the fifth best conference right now. Again, these things can play out. As we saw in the NCAA tournament, and shout out to Jim Beheim for pointing this out in the preseason. Hey, who who was the better conference once the ace when the NCAA yeah. tournament came around? Everybody loved the Big Ten. How'd things play out for the Big Ten in last year's tournament uh, when Duke and Carolina ended up getting to the Final Four? So that's kind of the baseline metric. And then we got Carolina, Joe. I mean, Hubert Davis is a lot like Roy in in some ways, and there's a school of making sure that you make your points now. Yeah. And that's, I think, what happened last night in a win against Gardner-Webb. Yeah, I, I, it can be frustrating when you have many of the same parts back when you're yeah. number one in the country, when you have a standard, which Carolina does in basketball. Then that standard is to be number one. That standard is to be the national champion. And when you, I'm not going to say struggle. Like, I, I never thought last night they were going to lose to Gardner-Webb. I never thought they were going to lose to UNCW. But when you don't beat them in the fashion in which you're expected to, I think even by your standard, forget Las Vegas or anything else, when your own standard and you don't play the way that you want to play, particularly on offense, right? Carolina, we're used to Carolina flying up and down the floor. We're used to Carolina dominating on the glass. That's a hallmark of Carolina basketball. Mm -hmm. And when they don't have that, you wonder, well, what the heck is going on? And he's the coach. He sees it every day. So he knows more than we do. And when you listen to, you just listen to his voice. Well, Listen to the concern in his voice. So he didn't call them red flags, right? He called them yellow flags last night, and he ran down the list of things that are bothering him right now, even though they're 3-0. and And I don't think there's a red flag in terms of our team. I think there's some yellow flags. <laughs> I think there's some yellow flags in terms of our toughness. I think there's yellow flags in terms of our sustained effort. I think there's some yellow flags in terms of our commitment to defense. I think there are some yellow flags in terms of our commitment to the scouting report and doing the things that you've been asked to do. I think there's um, some yellow flags in terms of getting to the uh, offensive glass. And I think there's some yellow flags in terms of sharing the basketball in terms of good to great so that's hubert davis on the yellow flags that are popping up for the tar heels i get where he's coming from and clearly there's enough time here it's just november there's no reason to fret but carolina as we like to talk about with expectations 
has seen this before. Teams that bring a bunch of guys back and it's off to go complete the mission. You know, there's there is a pattern here with some Carolina teams, and I can see why this Carolina team was positioned as yet another example of all right, you you dealt with some heartbreak in the NCAA tournament. Now you're off to complete the mission. These guys ran it back. Sometimes it doesn't always work out that way, but we'll see. Again, it's early. It is early. Not gonna waste too much mental bandwidth fretting at this point for college basketball. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Gilio's convinced that Carolina football fans don't exist. It's just a hobby for most Carolina fans, right? Is that what you said? A hobby. All yes. right. So, so we we found one. A real, we're, we're having this conversation right now on the air with a real life, real football fan, Hunter Oakley. He's a Carolina fan. He's 27 years old. Hunter, what's going on, man? How's it going? So, how many football games have you gone to in your lifetime as a Carolina fan? Uh, I don't know. Probably over, I'd say 200. Okay. You've only missed one? You've only missed one football game? I don't know. So, I can't count before um, 2004. But I know I know. I was at the Dan Orner where they stomped the helmet out in Carolina and Duke were <laughs> two and in battling to be, battling to not have one win. That's a classic. Um, I was at that game. I was at uh, the five to three game versus Virginia when mm-hmm. um, Mason kicked the ball out of the back of the end zone. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, if that's not enough to prove okay. that I, no, it's the shirt okay. though. Yeah. You, yeah. Shirt. You got that storm duck shirt. You're on that <laughs> NIL. Look at you on that's the NIL. NIL. You're all in. Oh, I'm the biggest storm duck fan on earth. All Best right. So, in college football. so when Jillio, when Jillio says that Carolina football is a hobby, how does that make you feel Hunter? I don't know. I, Listen, I, I've always said that I would rather see Carolina win in football. I trade two national championships in basketball for one in football. You buy that show? You buy that? easily. It's not even close. But I guess you have some to spare. I was going to say you now you have a couple of championships to spare. Is I mean, that where the bargain know. comes from? I mean, I'm, listen, I'm not going to complain. Like clearly, I like the basketball team. I mean, yeah. I, I met I met Ovius at the Final Four. I don't know if he remembers that. <laughs> no, I, Hunter, I, I finally put two and two together. We actually walked. We were walking to the yeah. uh, to uh, to the Superdome. And I, together. And I, I told put him two we were going to win. I told him yeah. we were going to win. You I did. You did. You did. Called it. But I mean, I clearly like the basketball team. But football, I would much rather see us win in football. So you prioritize UNC football over UNC basketball? Yeah, absolutely. in your order of operations. 
I'm impressed. During I like COVID it. year, I drove to the Orange Bowl. I mean, I don't. <laughs> Look at you, man. Look at you. So, do you ha- like? What's your group like? How many? How many are like you? Well, we've got a group. Uh, we call ourselves DBN because in the early days, you had every Carolina game was at noon, so you had to be drunk by noon. <laughs> that was the uh, group. Um, so there's probably a, it started with a small group and uh, other other hunter, young Simba. He's mm-hmm. the leader. Uh, I'm just one of the other guys. You're just young but, Pumba. Yeah, just young Pumba. And um, he, uh, I don't know, we, we go wild. We start at 8 a.m., no matter if it's an 8 p.m. game or a, 8, or a noon game. Um, fun group. We've got some young kids that we're starting up. We're teaching them how to play Pong and everything. So we're getting the next generation going. There we go. Where's your tailgate spot? Tailgate uh, behind uh, timeout. It's a little lot back there. We'll grab a lot and off to the side of that. Okay. okay. So probably about 40 people now. All right. We're going to close on this then. Because Jillio thinks I've dumped the Gatorade on Carolina <laughs> season now that y'all have won the Coastal. And I'm like, yeah, they won the Coastal. Like, what more do you want? Right? You, Jillio always likes to tell There's me. two more. They won everything. Exactly. <laughs> you won everything. They, not, never mind Georgia Tech. It's state and no, club. No, no. He, he is right on that. I, <laughs> I do want to smack state. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's what I was getting at. So would would the season in any way, shape, or form, you know, kind of be diminished as as much of a fun ride as it's been? What if they yeah. do lose to to state on Black Friday? If they lose to state, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna All hurt right. a lot. Um okay. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's like a negative season if we lose to state, but it's not gonna it's not gonna be the same. I feel like you gotta win out. Okay. He's right on that. You gotta win out. All right. All right. Actually, even losing to Clemson, would that really be bad? Because you're eight you'd be eight and in the league. That's pretty good. And then you'd have ten wins on the season. That's pretty good. Pretty good too. That doesn't happen. that never happens for state. And you and you go to a better bowl game than state. So you you'll have all and and I haven't mentioned it yet. You'll have a guy at the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Listen, we don't want to talk about that because once we start saying it, it's it won't happen. That's okay. how I feel like it works. All right. I respect um, that. I, I don't, respect wanna, I don't that. say the Drake. I know a lot of people are saying Drake Heisman, but I won't believe it till I see it. I feel like see, I'm, diminish us. I'm on that Drake Heisman, man. I'm on that oh, Drake. I I, I've been I've been on that Drake Heisman. All right. So we'll close on this. I actually have a Heisman vote. You should vote for Drake. Okay. And if the season ended today, I would vote for Drake May. There you go. You're not just doing that to make Carolina fans like you again? No, you always know. You know, I always go by what I see. I went to the Duke game. Thought he was outstanding. Fair enough. When I see him in person. All right. Hunter, we appreciate you being a good sport. I had to bring you on. You were like, we exist. <laughs> I, we, will, we, will talk to, we will talk to Joe about this. We'll talk to Julia about this. Do you believe now, Joe? Oh, I believe in Hunter. <laughs> For sure. But he needs to. <laughs> you probably should say something bad about me while you have the chance. Oh, you might lose your credibility yeah. with I your mean, people. I don't know if that's a good point. You might be hurting, you might your, need to you just, might be hurting you know, your Carolina cred right a now. Giggles, no, I mean, a Joey, uh, whatever they I like mean, to I call get, me. I, I remember him last year when he was bashing uh, Tony for getting blown in the state bashing. twice. Bashing. <laughs> bashing. Listen, listen, I did want to come on here and say, like, listen, I mean, you guys have been – even uh, Ovius said it yesterday. Like, last year Carolina was down. But when you look at Clemson, their four, first four years of Dabo – it's just stacking recruit class after recruit mm. class after recruit mm. class, and it all adds up. So I'm just saying this is the start of the Matt Brown dynasty. 
because he's he's got we got another 10 years of Mac. I know don't nobody wants to believe it, but we got 10, 10 more years of Mac. 10? Yeah, we right, we got it now. All right, Hunter, that's too much. <laughs> that that's true fan talk right there. We're just, we're just we can leave it on that. Ten more years. All right, Hunter, appreciate it. <laughs> so there you go, there you go, Julia, football fan, right? We I asked, you produced. There it is. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.